No matter how you slice it, hack it, cut it, or just approach it, this forest is old and angry. When it came time to enter this old forest so appropriately named, the four hobbits were spurred by the pursuit of black riders and the confident leadership of one Mariadoc Brandybuck. Nonetheless, this was not enough for Fatty Bulger. Goodbye, Frodo, he said. I wish you were not going into the forest. I only hope you will not need rescuing before the day is out. How right would that fat hobbit's inhibitions prove? For crossing into the old forest through the hedge of Buckland, the hobbits immediately felt the malice and watchfulness of trees thousands of years old, driven by the thought, as it's called, of one unfathomably old and immensely wicked willow. If they say the hills have eyes, then in this case the trees have eyes and ears and a great deal of meanness towards all that go about on two legs. What would drive a simple traveler there? I don't know. But maybe Alboros does. It's the Old Forest, and you are listening to Beneath Your Feet. Why would you want to talk about the old forest? You know, I think um, both for the beginning of the game and for the beginning of the Lord of the Rings, the books, um, it represents the first kind of dangerous area that they're in. Right. Uh, um, obviously, you know, you've got the whole, you have the Nazgul in um, the Shire um, and in Hobbiton, but really it's when they get outside of the Shire and, and they enter the old forest, it's really the first time that they're in a place that's truly at risk, where they've got, you know, there's not only say evil, but there's danger on all sides. And I think that that's just kind of a, a cool area. Yeah, I like the I like it too because their first encounter with immediate physical danger, apart from the Nazgul, is almost like a neutral evil. To kind yeah. of put it in D and D terms, like it's not orcs or anything like that. It's, it's trees that are just yeah. very irritating. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're right. It's not like they're immediately assaulted by orcs who are trying to get the ring. If, if there's a tree in there and wants to eat them because that's what it does. <laughs> I think it's interesting how forests and mountains show a resentful kind of evil. It is not the evil of Sauron that hates only because it does not own. It is the malice of countless centuries of wariness. For those things as go on two legs often bring trouble, and trouble of the worst kind. It was the Numenorians who truly cut this great forest down to size. For in the first age, Eriador, where the forest starts, and southwards were really only scarcely inhabited by lesser men and presumably by elves, in small enclaves at least. Who knows, probably a few hobbits made their homes nearby in the long trek westwards as well. It was not until the second age, however, when the men of the west became great and brought their greatness from Numenor to Middle-earth. And then that forest was all but cleared. For being great men, they needed great stores of wood for their, you know, ships and home renovations and bobblehead carvings. To cap it all off, at the end of the Second Age, another terrible war was unleashed and the armies of Sauron swept north and west from Mordor into Eriador, gnawing, hacking, biting, and burning as they went. And so, through examples of Old Man Willow and arguably Carathris, we see this wariness of trees turn into hatred. 
I, I like the kind of the lore behind it, the story that you get from the Lord of the Rings about how, you know, it's a, it's an older forest. You know, the hobbits have really been kind of keeping it at bay, um, but they still go into it and 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 kind of call it their own. But it's it's really kind of it's almost like a master pet relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the hobbits are kind of keep it at bay. They go in there and they use the forest, but they also realize that if they're not careful, it's going to get out of hand. Um, so I kind of like it for that reason. Mm-hmm. I think Turbine did a really good interpretation of it. When Neil Gaiman appeared on the Colbert Report to promote his award-winning novel, The Graveyard Book, which you should read, two Tolkien lovers came into contact. What were some, what were some of the influences that you had? You know, what were the children's books you read growing up that, that gave you sort of a, a, a dark sensibility? Did you, what did you read in your, in your cradle? Was it H.P. Lovecraft from the... <laughs> From the Mountains of Madness? Uh, probably by the time I was about 11 or 12, I loved H.P. Lovecraft. Um, Tolkien was obviously the big one. I remember as a kid... What's your favorite character from Tolkien? Oh, anybody but Tom Bombadil. <laughs> what do you have against Tom Bombadil? It was the song. Tom Bombadil, Tom Bombadillo, bright Tom blue, Bombadillo. his jacket is, and his boots are yellow. Yeah. No one's ever caught him yet for Tom, he is the master. <laughs> his strongs are songer strongs. And... Yes. His feet are faster. <laughs> Frankly, I think you've given me all the evidence I need this. <laughs> now, while it is hardly fair to bash old Tom Bombadil, it's even harder for most Tolkien fans to call upon a favorite character. One of mine, and I feel one of the most endearing, is Treebeard, who sings a long song to Marion Pippin about his wanderings in the lands of Beleriand, the Old World. A great part of those forests, as we learn from Elrond, stretched from what is then the Shire, all the way to Dunland. Fangorn and the old forest are all that remain of that once sprawling wood. There are a number of ways in and out of the old forest. The tunnel to Buckland, various outs to the Great Road, and of course the eastern road out by way of the Barrow Downs and Bombadil's house. It's an odd intersection of places and folk misplaced in time. To the west are the hobbits of Buckland, odd even for hobbits, but so very young, both literally and in terms of their placement in the movements of the world. To the east is Bombadil, older than old and fatherless, and barrel mounds perched further beyond, tombs to kings of the old, but not so very old kingdoms of Cardolan. It is a place now made wholly evil by the witch king and his minions of Karn Doom, albeit checked by the joyful, if not watchful, presence of Bombadil. Then in between is the forest. Starting in Buckland and working eastwards, the first major landmark is the Bonfire Glade. This is the place where the Bucklanders, sometime after the founding of their colony, had a serious skirmish with the forest, cutting down trees and burning them so that a great bare spot was made in the forest and remains to this day. It's a promising site, but one that lets us down far too soon, for the trees remember. Further in and northwards lies the Bald Hill. This is where Mary, Pippin, Frodo, and Sam seek a bit of direction, as it was a tall hill and not covered with trees, allowing them to see a bit over the surrounding forest. Now, could we actually see southwards from here, we might catch the line of the Withywindle, and once one crosses the river, things start to get weird. The further you get from the river, the more likely you are to run into horrible spiders and Huorns gone mad. It's a strict departure from what we know of the old forest of the book, which is bound entirely to the will of Old Man Willow. But it's a departure for the sake of adventure, one you'll have to experience on your own. Uh, yeah, I think that was Bald Hill. Bald Hill, that's the one. 
Yeah, you know, I was I was there uh, when I was doing my little tour. Unfortunately, it was raining so hard I couldn't even see the bottom of the hill. Uh-huh. So <laughs> I don't know what the visibility is like, but um, it, I, I do find it funny that they have in there like all the different little places that are referenced in Lord of the Rings. So like, you know, they talk about the bonfire glade where they mm-hmm. cut the trees down and burn them. Um, they, you know, you have the opportunity to go on Bald Hill. Um, and, and occasionally, actually, throughout the forest, there's a number of hobbits that are in there that are kind of kind of searching around and doing their own little adventures in there. So you get to interact with yeah. them, too. It's been a while since I played the old forest um, with a character that actually triggered those quests. But uh, a lot of them were just, you know, hey, I'm here. Can you tell people I'm okay? And other ones where I, I think you actually had to go and search for um, components to help, you know, help their friends or something like that. I, I think they did a good job with the quests in there. Yeah, there's yeah, and they're all brandy bucks, of course, because brandy bucks are the only hobbits foolhardy enough to to go down into the old forest. Exactly. But I also like how the the Withywindel is almost like the dividing line between where the forest is just kind of maze like, and after you cross the Withywindel, it gets really really dangerous. Um, but it makes me think of Bombadil goes boating. Where he takes it's the poem where Tom Bombadil takes a boat down the Withy Windle, oh, and yeah. all the uh, all the forest critters and things are like trying to get him, and then the hobbits are picking on him. Um, naturally, you can't incorporate that into the game, but it's kind of a nice backdrop. And of yeah. course, you can't you can't talk about Tom without talking about Goldberry. Yeah, and the, and she does have her own landmark in there, Goldberry Spring, mm-hmm. um, which is a nice waterfall area, and I, I think it's got some plant life that can, that can. I don't think actually no. I think her area is pretty safe from what I remember. Um, but yeah, I love Goldberry Spring. I don't know that you ever get a chance to meet Goldberry in the game, do you? There's a quest with Aza. Yes. Yeah. He there's a guy there who's looking for water, and he tells you about the spring, and he sends you to go and fetch water, and uh, and she's there, and you do interact with her a bit, and then of course you just take the bucket and you go. But yeah, you do get to meet her, which is cool. Oh, that's yeah. You're right. You're right. I remember that. Now. I, I guess when I went there, maybe because I didn't have the quest, she's not by the spring, or maybe she was hidden by all the rain. Right. But um, yeah, I like that they have that part in there um, as well. I, I mean, they really did try and get all the major landmarks in there. That's uh, that's pretty cool. Do you think it's too easy an area? Because this is the place where you know the four hobbits get trapped for days. Uh, and then, you know, like you said, they have to get rescued from Old Man Willow by Tom Bombadil. Did they make it too easy on us players with the way they did it, or do you think it's fair? I think it's I think it's fair because it's still kind of one of those, uh, you know, entry entry zones that you're in. You know, you're talking level 15 to 25. Um, so I, I don't think that they could have really made it that dangerous. And if you think about it, I mean, the hobbits were able to get through the forest. They were trapped there for a while. But really, their first major threat came from Old Man Willow. And obviously, they can't make Old Man Willow a, a, a fightable creature in the game because it would just seem kind of odd to have somebody else come in and beat him up when the hobbits couldn't. Right. One thing I didn't like that they did, um, and, and it's it's one of those subtle changes to the game, um, I didn't like that they added a map um, to it. It used to be when you first went in there, um, if you brought up the map, it just showed Breland. It wouldn't show you a map of the old forest. And now, uh, when you play, you can actually pull up a map of the old forest. Now, you, you have to still go and find all the landmarks and all the things for the quests, but there is a map there that shows you how to get in and get out. Um, 
And I think that was kind of a change. I mean, I, I, I appreciate it from a player perspective of, okay, now I know how I'm going to get out of here when I'm dying and I have no food and all my armor's <laughs> red. But on the other hand, I, I kind of like that because it, I, I, I don't like it because it takes away that whole hedge maze feeling, you know, that feeling that once you're in there, how, how do I get out? How do I move around in here? Um, so while I, I appreciate it, I, I kind of wish in a way that they wouldn't have put the map up. The Old Forest and Tom Bombadil often get criticized, either directly or by their absence, in adaptations of The Lord of the Rings. Luckily, it's this ambiguity and opportunity for questing that lends itself so well to Lotro. However, it can at times feel implanted, as it were, because Bombadil, the Withy Windle, and Old Man Willow were all conceived and put into literary action by Tolkien far beyond far before he ever considered writing a sequel to The Hobbit. While it certainly merits its own episode, the subject can be touched on. For the odd character of Bombadil was already gallivanting around his realm before it found its way so near to the Shire. The Adventures of Tom Bombadil and Bombadil Goes Boating were poems written by Tolkien for his children, like many of his creations, and when it came time to further the exploits of the Ring, they found a new home well in the path of Frodo and company, intentionally and rightfully so. But, as I said, that is another episode. Wasn't the old forest once connected to Fangorn as one gigantic super forest, if you like? Yeah, you know, it was funny. I was, I was looking that up, and um, there's, a, there's a post on Wikipedia about it that I think sums it up really nicely. Um, it, it says, The old forest is one of the few survivors of the primordial forest which covered, covered most of Eriador before the Second Age, and it was once but the northern edge of one immense forest which re- reached all the way to Fangorn. And I think that that's kind of cool because if you think about it, Fanghorn is the home of the Ents, and then you have these trees that are moving up in um, the old forest, which are Ent-like, but they're not really Ents. So, you know, it's almost kind of begs, is there some lore that we don't have talking about why these these trees, you know, Old Man Willow, for example, was Old Man Willow a fallen Ent of some sort? Um, so that's kind of an interesting, you know, uh, path to go down. Yeah, the whole tree lore in general is really cool because you have the Ents who were created along with the other conscious races of Middle-earth, and then you have the Hjorns who are, I don't know, I guess they're kind of trees that were woken up by the elves and by the Ents, um, but who are generally just pretty irritated with (laughs) everything (laughs) that walks on two legs. That's a good way of putting it, yeah. So... Yeah, I, that one thing I wish the game would expand on more, or try and maybe fill in the uh, the gaps for it, are some of the ant lore, um, and, and some of the story behind the ants and the ant wives. And I know that that's probably something that they wouldn't do because you no, know, no matter what they do, it's going to piss somebody off. Right. Um, but it, I do like how they've tried to fill in the gaps of the lore in other parts of the game. It'd be really interesting to see if there was a connection between Fanghorn and the Old Forest. That could be a great angle to take because they've they've done that several times where they they take those little snippets and create quests and things out of them. I'm thinking about um, in the Brownlands in the Great River region. There's an ant who's found a garden that he thinks used to belong to the ant wives, and it's this whole quest chain between the ants and the trolls and the ant wives. Um, so they could definitely incorporate that into you know, the Fangorn region or something. I think it'd be a cool little nod. Yeah, you know, I, I had forgotten all about that quest. I was actually um, playing through the Brownlands and knocking some of the um, quests out from the Great River region. 
Um, but you're right. I, I, I like those quests that they had about the um, from the end, mostly because it made you go up against trolls, which are always fun to fight. Yeah. Um, but you're right. It adds a little bit more of that lore of hey, you know, things are going on in the world that you're involved with directly, like the War of the Ring. But on the flip side there's other things that have been going on for a much longer period of time and you're just a little bit of a part player to that well Albros, thanks so much for being on the show again no problem my, my, my first uh two-time guest <laughs> well anytime i love coming on thanks man thanks This has been episode 23 of the Beneath Your Feet podcast. My thanks as always to Albros for being on the show and to you good listeners for your patience between episodes. Be sure to check out the LotroCast at www.lotrocast.com. As always, please send any questions, comments, screenshots, poems, songs, short stories, whatever you have to shipwreck at lotrobeneathyourfeet.com. For more information on The Old Forest and links to this episode's music, check the show notes on the blog at lotrobeneathyourfeet.com. From there, you can view old screenshots and episodes, follow on Facebook and Google+, and subscribe on iTunes. My name is Shipwreck, and we'll see you next time when we go Beneath Your Feet.